the Dose of Fat Podcast, show number 144 for April 2019. Welcome to the Dose of Fat Podcast, where racing and beer try to peacefully coexist with fun, eh? Here's your hosts, Leia and Gomez. Hi, it's good to be back and fat. Hola, amigos. Thanks for that fabulous introduction. That is our color guy, Spinner Ryerson. Betcha. So today's show is brought to you by the 1UP USA rack. It's brought to us by 1UP USA. I trust my ride to 1UP USA because it's made in Wisconsin. 1UP USA is the official bike rack of Fat-Bike Radio. All right. It's the show. Let's get right into it. We have a listener. Her name is Betsy Williford, and she sent us a question. Hey, G, I have a big question. Racing and fat bikes and nutrition. I am curious if anyone has talked about this stuff. To me, and maybe this is dumb, but fat biking in snow is harder and requires more constant effort than mountain bike or road. And I just wondered if anyone has touched on nutrition subjects from that standpoint, especially if you are racing. What does Leia do? Same as all her summer nutrition. Genuinely interested. Wow. No signature. Betsy. It's Betsy Williford. We can help you with that today. (laughs) She's still Betsy. She's still at the end of the... We can help you with that, Betsy, because I've got uh, Mark in here. Uh, We're interviewing him, and he works for Hammer Nutrition, which is the nutrition that I go to. I'm one of their sponsored athletes, so that's pretty much all that I use, um, in addition to food, of course. No beer? No beer. Okay. We see what nope. Happened. We saw what nope. happened last night. Nope. So, um, that's why Spinner and I are going to be quiet because <laughs> yeah, he likes, guys, to, he likes to get hammered. <laughs> Betsy. <laughs> and, I'm, and I, and I probably should be more Whatever Spinner airfare. says, you do the opposite. <laughs> really? When it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not going to, we're going to put a. Mark's listened to me before. We talked about this before show up and so. And We're beer, gonna put a gag beer on is Spinner. not a recovery drink. No. It's not? It's not a recovery drink. It's a forget drink. You don't <laughs> yeah. like how it finished. Right. We'll talk about that. But, anyway. but yeah, so uh, Mark and I met a couple years ago at uh, one of those big rides. We did a fat bike 64 miler, didn't we? Like a gravel one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. in Fond du Lac. Yeah. Yeah. And we kept in touch, and I was always asking him about Hammer and what do I do? Uh, what should I eat before, during, after, and he gave me a really nice little booklet that Hammer puts out that really spells it out nicely on what you should do, and is there a difference in what you should be taking, you know, on a road ride versus mountain bike versus fat bike? It sounds like the question is. Yeah, the the fat bike really poses a lot of problems in that you don't want things frozen, I mean, you go to bars, there's certain bars you can eat, and you're going to check your fillings after you get done. I mean, and plus, you know, hydration in general. Uh, it's very easy for everything to get frozen, and especially water. So with, 
with all, you know, fueling, you need hydration, you need electrolytes, and you need calories. And that's not going to change no matter if you're road riding, if you're, you know, fat biking, mountain biking, gravel biking. You need to actually fuel really well with those three things. And I think it's even, as she was stating, it might be even a little bit more important because if you don't have the calories and the hydration, in the winter, you're going to get colder faster. Absolutely. I notice I've got to eat a little bit more just so that my toes don't get as cold as quickly. And and that's a problem as far as hydration too, Leah. Um, If you're not properly hydrated, you're at risk of getting frostbite. So, you know, hydration is so important, so important. Uh, You know, you you say in the summer, well, if I'm not hydrated, you know, I'm going to cramp up. Well, you can cramp up just as easily in the winter, but that frostbite comes into play, especially in the longer races that are colder. And I know, uh, you know, Spinner and I have done races like with the Triple D where it's been 20 below wind chill. And it's... uh, You know, if you don't hydrate, you're in trouble. So what do you do to, you know, keep the water from freezing or whatever you're drinking from freezing? And same with what you're eating. Yeah. What Uh, are some good food choices? Well, you know, let's talk about the water first. Um, The best thing is to use your body as your heat source. Um, Put a camel back on um, and... You know, I'll talk a little bit about electrolytes later, but nowadays you can use, we have a solution at Hammer called uh, Enduralites Extreme that you can put in a camelback. And before that came out, I would tell everybody, do not put any of our products in. Don't put anybody's products in your camelback because you're going to ruin the bladder. Uh, That's not true now. You can still use, or you can use the Enduralite's extreme powder in a camelback. And I've used it, cleaned it out with just water. You know, it's fine. Um, and they have a, they, there are a couple of packs that emphasize using your body heat. The Revelate Designs WAM pack goes right up against your skin. And the bladder itself has a mess, a mesh panel where your back is in contact with that water. So uh, the big thing is keeping the hose right. going then. And with the hose, now, they have heated hoses, you know, that, that you can use. They have neoprene insulation. I think that's, you know, susceptible still to freezing. But if you get out, you know, on a course and that bite uh, hose is frozen, the best thing to do is put it underneath your coat, put the bite tip under an armpit, which isn't the best tasting next time. But <laughs> yeah. Get at your least, salt back. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, or, you know, and the, the easiest way is just to blow back all the water in. But it it, it still may freeze on you. Eventually it's going to freeze out. Yeah. So, and also there there's a couple new things out. Uh, uh, Bar Mitts, Ward Graham, now has made a neoprene bottle cage. Right. And if it's really, really cold, you can put a chemical warmer in there with it. And you, you're not going to have that freeze up. And Spinner, what's your old trick? Vodka. (laughs) I'm not sure if it works or not, but my stuff hasn't frozen. But uh, vodka works for me. Throw a little vodka in in the camel back with your water. In fact, fact, during the Triple D, I was in a race one time. And a guy goes down a hill. He crashes, and his bike was all messed up. And he said, would you like my drink? (laughs) 
<laughs> and I go, no, whatever you were drinking made you crash. I don't want that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and, and one of the things I do in the winter is I will, I'll ride at places that are looped, not point to point. So I will have a cooler and I'll actually put, uh, you know, like your body warmers in the cooler and I'll have a couple water bottles as well as some gels or a banana. Uh, I love raisins and cranberry mix with almonds because those don't freeze, but I'll keep that stuff in a cooler on the course and I'll do laps. And so I'll have a new warm water bottle each lap and I can usually make it about 45 minutes to an hour with a water bottle. Uh, So that's one of the things I do personally to make sure that I stay hydrated is choose places to ride that I can reload in between. Doesn't help for your long, you know, hundred miler point to points, but for the majority of us, we're probably only going 77 to 10 miles at a time on a fat bike. And those bigger races, they have checkpoints and you can do drop bags. So they, they have a warm space where people can keep and they, they pound bottles of insure and, uh, have all sorts of instantly digestible yeah. treats the key that would normally freeze. Is to make sure that you're drinking. So I have a, a Wahoo uh, computer on my bike, and even though I'm not thirsty, at every 15 minute mark, I drink no matter what. Uh, and that's because you're key. not thirsty in the winter. Or Do you have a little cold. reminder that says. No. Leia, you look really nice today. Remember drink to up. drink some water. <laughs> drink up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, yeah, that, and- that's the whole key to it, too, is to be proactive at it. You know, every 15 minutes, drink, drink, drink. Yeah. If you get behind in the hydration, uh, it doesn't no pay to go. Up. No, there's no catching up. It doesn't pay to go ahead and drink uh, 35 ounces right away because you're Stomach can only take so many ounces per hour, mm-hmm. and that range usually is between 20 and 28 ounces, depending on how big you are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, the so way Lee is doing it is, is, yep, yeah. is no matter right what. on, yep, right on, if you're, if you're on thirst, point. If you're thirsty, it's too late. If you're hungry, it's too late. It's probably. Yeah, so in the winter, yeah. in the winter, you're going to freeze, and in the summer, you're going to cramp. Um, and what I do is... In rides under two hours, I'll use an electrolyte like the Heed. Uh, in something over two hours, you need a little bit of protein, so I use the Hammer Perpetuum for those. Uh, and, and, that's and that works really pretty good. good. And then I'll also have a bottle with the Endurolite Supreme in there right. uh, to make sure that I continue am getting those. Uh, and that way, I, I like drinking calories because you're getting consistent calories. And then under two hours, I'll use a, a gel or two. Over, uh, I start using the bars. But I always have a banana on me and my little pack. I, you know, I just buy raisins and cranberries and almonds, and I mix them up, and I put them in little sandwich baggies, and I always have one of those in my back. And I always have a couple gels uh, on me as well because you'd rather overeat than under, especially in the cold. But you really have to watch that too, Leah. Um, if you're overeating and you have too many calories, you can't get the water to go through your stomach. <laughs> well, it's what is that, 100 calories an hour? For you. 
Yeah, for, for a you. little person. Yeah, <laughs> for like Spinner and myself <laughs> and maybe Gomez. You know, we might be able to get up to 180 to 200 calories per hour, but that's max. Yeah. That's and, like a beer and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and I and on and, and you know we we usually say at Hammer Nutrition less is better. So yeah. whatever the, the least amount in calories that you can get by with per hour, you're going to race better regardless of season. Like Leo was yes, saying, yes, okay. absolutely, absolutely. It doesn't make any difference if it's winter. You, you know you're you're burning about the same amount of calories. Winter, summer, whatever. You know, even though it's colder out there, you're still burning just about the same amount of calories. Hmm. So, you know, for somebody small like you, 100 calories per hour. Um, I always say you can just about take your weight. And if you can drop 50 off your weight, you, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Hmm. And one of the things I do to keep my uh, gels from fe- fe- freezing up is I will put them in my bar mitts, again, with a hand warmer. Yeah. So they're sitting there Very next good. to the hand warmers. Yep. Uh, so that's a, a little tip there. And then having some food in your back that isn't going to freeze right. uh, usually helps. And also if you get one of those little uh, seat or seat tube or top tube mm-hmm. uh, bags. little bags, yeah, and put a heat warmer in there, chemical warmer in, you can really stuff in about four gels. And, you know, that's almost four hours worth of calories right there with those four gels. So I had a question that I don't know. I don't think we touched on this, but the, like the Duralite Extreme, and you listed a lot of products. Does that help with freezing if you add that to water, or is it not? Mm, I don't know if that's a future. Not really. Okay. You know, I wouldn't depend on that. Put okay. it that way. Gotcha. Okay. You know, plus you've got that right up against your skin, usually in the Camelback. So if you're using a Camelback, if you're using, um, you know, a uh, water bottle probably easier just to use heat because then you get the calories plus you've got the electrolytes mm-hmm. right in the heat okay so yeah it would probably work better that way i think that we should probably go for a sponsor for those chemical hand warmers yeah. <laughs> yeah, really really i use this for everything because we've talked oh, man. about hot hands and put them in my boots and yeah, my right. bar mitts and my gloves and my back and also a uh, sponsor with bar mitts from ward graham oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you bar know mitts. that works out so well even to put your gels in your bar mitts uh with a chemical hand warmer in there you know, most people, I think, once they get bar mitts, they're not using bulky gloves. Right. You know, and it's easy to grab those uh, gels. And a place to put your garbage. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So the other, the other big important. important thing is after a ride is the recovery. So before I, you know, I got involved with Hammer, I didn't really focus on that at all. And now... Every after every single ride, I have a bottle ready, and it's got a scoop of whey protein in it, and a scoop of the Hammer Recoverite in milk, ready to go. So after every single training ride, I don't care if it's on the road, on the mountain bike, on the fat bike, anything, I've got that, and I shoot that down because a lot of times you are around with buddies and you're drinking beers and you forget to eat or you forget to recover. Um, so. You, you know, you want to get that in immediately, and then it gives you a little grace time before you get your, your meal in. And I've found that I can go more back-to-back days, harder, longer, uh, just recovering better. 
you know, I used to sit in ice baths and all that, and yeah. I, I don't find that I need to do that as much anymore now. You know, I always say when we're talking about recovery, um, find a, a recovery drink you like with, you know, the smaller packets. And then, you know, once you find a flavor you like, go ahead and buy the bigger. The jug. Uh, yeah, the bigger jug of it. And then go ahead and work out hard for three days and take Recoverite those three days. Then don't take Recoverite on your next hard day. Then you realize why you're taking it. Oh, wow. It really does help with the soreness. Uh, the other thing now, the big thing is CBD. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a Wild West show out there with CBD now. I mean, there's CBD-infused beer. There's CBD-infused coffee there's there's dog food right right and you know as athletes um you have to make sure that there's no thc in it right and there are people getting positive tests out of just as little as 0.03 thc yeah okay so you know you want to go to a place that's reputable um with cbd and like i say it should say on the bottle, 0.00 THC. Does uh, Hammer have anything with CBD? Yep. Yeah. We just came out with it about three months ago. Okay. And it's 0.0 THC. Yeah, so I started taking those actually because uh, I have trouble sleeping and they're supposed to help as a sleep aid. And I had someone just yesterday, Jay from Madison, uh, asked me about the CBD and the recovery and it was hard for me to put my finger on if it's really doing anything or not because I'm doing, I feel like I'm doing so many things to recover. So I, I feel great. I feel like I'm doing hard workouts, but I can't attribute it to one thing. I mean, it, you can, I'm doing the CBD. I'm, you know, taking the recovery drinks. I'm fueling properly during the rides. Uh, I'm getting eight hours of sleep in, right? Proper nutrition daily. I mean, there's so many things you, especially when you get up to 40 years old, <laughs> you kind of have to do everything right. Like you can't be, she you know, herself. you can't be fueling on Whoppers and Snickers like I, yeah. like I used to in my twenties, like and feeling great. Um, you know, so uh, I can't say it's the CBD that's doing it, but I, I think it all works together. The way you can check CBD, especially for sleep, there's an app on the internet called sleep cycle. Hmm. And if you had used that, before, you know, you were taking CBD, it, it'll actually keep track of your deep sleep. And I can tell you, since I've taken, started taking CBD, my deep sleep has increased. Mm. Um, and at 68 years old, well, I guess Gomez had figured this out. You got to wake up once during the night, right? <laughs> once. Yes. Sure. Once. Once. <laughs> yeah. Depends on how long I sleep. <laughs> but even even that, you know, with that, I can see that my deep sleep is much, much deeper and longer than it is without it. So, you know. So, Mark, do you, do you know what they do? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> do you know what they do with the extra THC that they take out of your supplements? Where can I find that? Byproduct for a friend. Have, yeah. Yeah. I would go to one of these companies yeah. and look at the distillery tube that's coming out because they can distill it off. And for your friend, maybe he could put a bottle at the end of that. There you go. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. No, I actually, just a dab behind each yeah. ear, yeah. and everything would be fabulous. Rub it on your wrists. Yeah. So here's my question: You're out on you know a long ride, and you've already exhausted all of your uh, hammer products, and mm-hmm. you're bonking, and you need, and there's a Seven Eleven, or there's a Quick Trip. I love the Quick Trip. Do I get the glazed donut, or do I look for <laughs> <laughs> something a little more complex? Dude, vanilla cappuccino from Quick Trip. Sugar, caffeine, yeah, boom. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, probably the, one of the best solutions for uh, cramping, which can happen cold, warm, wherever you are. And, you know, cramping is, is just not related to hot weather sports. And I've heard of guys cramping at the Berkey in the final sprint, mm-hmm. you know. But if, if you're in a, an area where you can go into a grocery store, you know what? There, there's five essential things in every one of the uh, electrolytes that are sold, and that's uh, calcium, sodium chloride, potassium, magnesium. And of those five things, you can find all those five things in pickle juice. Nice. Oh, they're selling that like crazy God. right now. Little bags of pickles, pickle juice. Yep. I saw an olive cup. I don't know if that's the same thing, but you can buy just olives now. Way back 50 years ago when I was a youngster, my grandma used to say, oh, you're getting cramps in bed? Drink pickle juice. You know, <laughs> it, it, it does work. So if you just buy a jar of pickles, can you use that? Or is there something special in the stuff that you're buying separately? Mm. Pickle juice. It's just pickle it's juice. Pickle it's pickle juice. pickle juice. It's just pickle brine, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If you can buy, yeah, I don't know if you you have to carry the whole jar with you. You probably don't want that with flaming hot yeah. pickle. Right. <laughs> you know, the other thing, too, is, uh, you know, I at Hammer, we do not promote using sugar. Yeah. And the reason is there's too much spiking. Mm. I'll give you an example of it. When I was in the Iron Man, in Hawaii, it's just really, really warm, hot. And we would start the, you know, the uh, marathon portion of it, and we'd be all baked already. You're fried. But the last six miles, I would use defizzled Coke. Now, this is back in the 80s, way back when, when we didn't have, yeah. you know, a lot of really good things to take. Uh-huh. And here's how I felt. Mark, you're doing great. Mark, you suck. Mark, you're doing great. Mark, you suck. Mark, you're doing great. Mark, you suck. Yeah. And I was... used to do that with Mountain Dew during wrestling. I love, I love. order. But yeah. But yeah. you're going for a long and, day. And you could get by with a two-minute session in wrestling. Yeah. You know, just like but you. In yeah. Iron Man. In Iron Man, it'd be every mile. Oh, I would have to take it again. Oh, no. Because... You know, you're at that high, you're at the low. So what I would suggest if somebody is really in desperate needs um, to find something with sugar and just take a little at a time, at least your spikes are going to be smaller. You know, you take a whole gel with sugary gel mm-hmm. and you'll you'll run into problems. And I'll give you another example of that. Uh, a few years ago, I was helping some um Teenagers, these were kids that were in high school. They were all type 1 diabetics, and we were showing them how to mountain bike. And they all had insulin pumps, and these kids all knew how to take their blood sugar. And if their blood sugar got below 100, we all stopped. Well, I have 15 kids at one point, and one of the kids had uh, blood sugar went down to 90. So he was, you know, he said, well, I, I'll take this. It was... 
I don't even want to mention the products, you know, to get his sugar up. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't, didn't get it up, didn't get it up, didn't get it up. And I'm waiting there with, you know, 14 other kids, and they're all like, hey, come on, can't we get, can't we get going? Can't we get going? No, not until his blood sugar's up. I had a raspberry um, gel, a hammer gel, and I said, take this, and I'm going to time you for 30 seconds, and you tell me what your your blood sugar is. So he took it, and about 30 seconds later, he goes, 120. He goes, that's cool. Good. I didn't think it could go that fast. And I, I didn't say anything to him, but actually the maltodextrin in, in the um, – gel the hammer gel it has a higher glycemic index than sugar so anyway i told him i said now for the next you know a few times that we stop i want you to tell everybody what your blood sugar was 120 120 120 stayed yeah because there's longer chain it's harder to break it up it gets up there faster and then it's harder to break those chains so you know that's the big difference Sugar, it's going to get you through, but like I say, it's going to spike you. So, like I said, take smaller little doses of it as you go. So when I'm driving back from Texas, (laughs) 18-hour drive, I should not be getting the vanilla cappuccino. I should just get the damn pickle juice (laughs) and vanilla gel. For real, I mean, it'll shoot me for, I'm good for half an hour, and then I'm on the highway. (laughs) It's like that. It makes sense. My Chihuahua. Well, do we have the? Do we? They're here. Do we answer? Uh, I just. Well, so how many products does Hammer have? Oh, we got a line of everything. You know, another thing too about cramping is that, you know, a lot of the guys, you know, that are your size spinner, mm-hmm. you know, with the electrolytes or the endurolytes, it, it's just not enough. And the reason is because they're starting to break down muscle. You know, because you're more muscular. Um, you hear that, Leah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and actually, we have a product called Anti-Fatigue Caps. Oh. And the Anti-Fatigue Caps, what there's a, 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 a substance in it called magnesium potassium acetate. And it's a buffer for your ammonia production. Because did you ever smell your shirts and it smells like ammonia? Oh, yeah. And that's the muscle breaking down. Mm. And that will promote also the, uh, you know, the cramping. So for somebody like you, you know, I would carry that uh, with you, The not only the electrolytes, the endurolytes, but also the anti-fatigue caps. Hmm. Is there anything on your website that would tell a guy like me, um, you know, well, we'll talk about it later, but like I had a goal this year to how to format the Berkey and how to beat a certain somebody. <laughs> but uh, and, and Which I did, did not happen. Know, well, hey, and there's a hundred dollar bill to prove it in his pocket. Yeah, it's going to come. Up, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, and I did a lot of stuff, but you know, I didn't take into consideration as much as I probably should have nutrition. So, yeah. is there anything like on the website that says if you're just starting out? This is, you should take this for before ride, this during, and this after. Is that all right? Actually, in in our booklet, too, um, you know, we'll have all that laid out for you pretty well. But if you go on our website and look under the help, you'll see the information. You know, it'll tell you, take this during cross country or uh, a cross race, this for a half marathon. Okay. This for a marathon, you know, and it'll go right through it. That's cool. You know, that's one thing we didn't talk about was uh, pre race. And uh, I'll have Leah 
tell you what she does for pre-race. Yeah, because you mentioned a lot of products, but I don't know what they all are. Yeah. So, <laughs> or, and, and what the reason, I mean, so if there's a way to find that out, but yeah, so you have a plan. Well, b- before I before a race, three hours. I mean, this is what's so great about Hammer is they have this book glit, and it literally lays out what to do three hours before the race, an hour before the race, 20 minutes. And then if the race is two hours or less, what to do each of those hours, or if it's three hours or more, what you do each hour, and then what do you do afterwards. I mean, it's, it, it, it changed my way of doing everything. Because I was all over the place, <laughs> you know, I was just eating whatever, and oh, I'm hungry. But now I've got a plan, and so I actually I I do big thick waffles uh, three hours before a race, or or the Kodiak pancakes because I got the protein, just a little bit of protein in them. Oh wow! Uh, and then, and you want to stay away from fats. Oh really? Yeah, a little bit of protein. Race day? Are we? Yeah. Just, yeah. We're talking pre-race here. Yeah, pre. Yeah, I mean okay. it's mostly just no. a ton of carbohydrates. Yeah, um, and then a little bit of protein, like yeah, ASM. a little bit of protein, and then uh, I like some caffeine. You know, I like to drop some weight before. The- <laughs> 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 I'll do a little that's, caffeine. That's always good. To, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, and then uh, just uh, about an you know half an, an hour, half an hour to an hour before the race, I like to eat half a banana, and then right before the race, I do a hammer gel. Okay. Yep, and then I typically have heat in all of my water bottles because my races are usually two hours or under. But now that I'm looking at doing endurance and ultra-endurance racing, uh, learn that, you know, Perpetuum is the way to go right out of the gate and then have the electrolyte in another water bottle. Uh, So you're getting a little bit of protein right away. Uh, so and then, my, like my fish fry and old fashioned diet that I've been yeah. using on the race before is not the same. <laughs> Probably not. And, and you know, mentally, I suppose if you have all this stuff, you're like, okay, I have A, B, C, and D, and I did everything I need, and now and I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. It's it's part of the before race ritual, or even rides. I mean, I try to yeah. do the exact same thing on the rides as I do in the races, other than I'll bring more food on regular ride. I'll eat more regular food on regular rides. And. The more intensity you have in races, the more you should go toward the liquid side. Okay. Less intensity, you can get away with bars. I mean, like a a, a race like George has, uh, that's a shorter race. You know, you don't need to Stoke take ground series with yeah. the, what is it like? What is a lap for three miles, five miles, something like that, maybe. Yeah, it, you know, the races are going to last anywhere from twelve to twenty miles. You probably aren't yeah. going to need to be you know, going on uh, anything too solid. And that's because it, the absorption in well, the body or what is Yeah, it? it's harder. You know, the the more or the faster you're going, the uh, the harder it is to digest that food. Uh-huh. So, you know, you get in there with bars and, and you're going all out red line. I mean, you, you your body can either take water, it can take uh, food, but it can't take both at that kind of speed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'm taking on a red line race is heat and, a, yeah. like, one gel. Yeah. Well, and the other thing we, we have for a pre-race is fully charged. And I think you, were you taking that, too? Oh, that igniter right. one? Yeah. It spikes your, Yep. <laughs> it makes you tingle a little bit. Right. Yeah, I do that. Fully charged. <laughs> it, it has a beta alanine. It has beet juice, cherry juice, and green tea. The green tea has just a little bit of caffeine, and what it'll do is open up your blood vessels. Okay. So actually, you're rushing the blood through quicker. 
Oh wow! Yeah, I mean it. it it's you're doing good. cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's good for about an hour. You and know a me. Half. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always on something. Yeah. Oh, and we right. do have some people that after that hour and a half want to take it again. Oh yeah. It's addictive. <laughs> you did that, Julie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't drink it, coke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need something. Yeah, it, and it it, it does work pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Um, so where can people look up all Hammer, the Hammernutrition.com. And, we, you know, we have just a, a wide variety of everything from supplements to, uh, you know, with coenzyme Q10. Um, we've got some essential branch chain amino acids for recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of everything there, and it's pretty well versed on our website. In fact, very well versed on the website. Really so. cool kits, too. Yeah, yeah, and for the ladies, their sports bras are awesome, nice and light. <laughs> I wouldn't know a bunch of that. <laughs> I don't know. You have, you have clothing, specific clothing. Oh yeah, oh, you know, yeah. and, and uh, the clothing so cheap. I mean, it's the quality of it is. You, you're going to pay almost double any place else. Okay. You know, I asked Brian Frank. I said, Brian, how can we sell that so cheap? Because I know what this stuff like Volaire what that costs he says advertising advertising the name is up because i notice hammer stuff when i see it yeah i wonder like is everybody sponsored wearing that but you don't need to be sponsored you can just buy that stuff you can just buy it and they have the the tri tops they have the tank tops we have Uh, hats i have i have a base layer that's a hammer shoe covers yeah a little bit of everything uh you know and Going back to the gels too, we have these flasks, and hey. I know <laughs> I was just going to mention it only because somebody the offered vodka me vodka and gel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somebody offered me a blackberry brandy right before. So the, yeah, uh, yeah. I, blackberry brandy doesn't freeze. So yeah. you know that and Fireball, like those are my two go tos. But uh, yeah, that's what's, I, that's what's usually in my yeah. flask. Uh, Leah, I asked that person. I said, whoever that may be, I asked them. Do you really drink this during a race? He goes, only when I have to walk up the hills. <laughs> do you have a blackberry flavored gel? Maybe you need blackberry brandy flavor. We, we do have a huckleberry. <laughs> okay. And it's number one seller. I, I don't know. There might be a that. reason for it. You're kidding. Yes. Nope. Number one. <laughs> oh, no. Raspberry, huckleberry, uh, apple cinnamon. Oh, and nociola. Over oh. vanilla? Hazelnut, hazelnut chocolate. Okay. It's pretty good. I bought the coffee ones before because I thought that would taste good. Espresso. Espresso, yes. Yeah. You know, I, I gave some espresso to a race director, and I said, now, set these out at about 90 miles on your 100-mile <laughs> race because that's when people need it. When they're saying, get me off this bike, yeah. I had enough. <laughs> and actually, I, I do use that myself Yeah. at the later portion when I would do Ironman races. Uh-huh. That last six miles of the Ironman after, you know, um, you know, I started doing them later on. Mm-hmm. And it was so much better than Coke. Yeah, yeah, I'll bet. Defizzled Coke just doesn't like you, cut yeah. it. You maybe you're done with the sweet flavors at some point. Sure. <sighs> yeah. So yeah. it's nice you have a range of different flavors that you can use in, in, in plan your ride like that too. So. And, you know, with, with the gels, from a manufacturing standpoint, you know, we can only do so much without sugar and if you look on the back of our gels you will see sugar because we can't take the sugar out of the raspberry we can't take the sugar out of the huckleberry 
We said it with cherry and beets. I assume that's a sugar, but, but it's, it's natural. It's not a refined yeah, sugar from the no, fruit. Not a refined sugar. Okay. Yeah, and likewise, even in our bars, you'll see, you know, added sugar on those, but it's minimal. From, yeah. Yeah. From the uh, natural sugar. Well, yeah. I hope that you know this answered your questions, Betsy. And thanks for coming on, Mark. And y'all, do me a favor if you decide you want to go to Hammer and buy some stuff. Uh, use my referral code. Oh. Yeah, you'll get 15% off your first order if you do. Uh, the code is 291711. And I think you need my email address uh, to get that as well. And that's uh, bmariposa10 at yahoo.com. So that's such a weird. <laughs> it's, it's B as in boy, right? And then mariposa is butterfly we'll in see Spanish. If, if Gomez can throw it down. But, in, yeah, uh, he'll put it in notes. the show notes. Um, and then you have my email, too, if you have any questions on. Send your uh, fan mail. What, yeah, what, uh, what I use. Because I'm going to be testing out a lot of new stuff because I'm looking at doing 100-miler races this year versus the 15-mile all-outs. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be... Work in progress, learning this whole nutrition thing myself. Yeah, in a different that. world. <laughs> and the longer the race, the more that plays into effect. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. the the difference between winning a race and not winning a race at the Ironman level was definitely who's got the nutrition down. Yeah, the difference between the Alaska I did a bike, I'm sure, has to do with nutrition anymore mm-hmm. or so, even finishing a race and absolutely even finishing a race and keep you going yeah because a lot of people drop out of those so yeah, yeah. if you're feeling good and you uh yeah you plan your nutrition right your body can keep it moving and that yeah. i'm sure nutrition plays a huge part in that yeah great so thank you again for coming on the show mark we appreciate having you thank you for having me let's take a break and when we come back it's salsa sponsored athlete crystal kovacs You're about to get chicked by the Ice Queen on Fat Bike Radio Network. We're back with Crystal Kovacs. Crystal, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Welcome, welcome. So, shall we just just bounce right into uh, (laughs) our friend Adam Blake's questions? So... Uh, we like to joke that we only have one listener, but I think we might have three now. So tell our listener... We will now. How one goes from a 50-mile gravel race to a to a full salsa sponsorship in one trip around the sun. There's a little bit of background before the 50-mile race. Um, about four years ago, our family decided we wanted to start riding bikes. We wanted to find something as a family that mom and dad could do with the boys instead of standing on the sidelines cheering. We were actually immersed in the sport with them. So we started that. I had rode the Matahe 150 prior to the Land Run 50. Um, I'd done some mountain bike racing, and then I about killed my husband doing single track. So we found gravel (laughs) because it was kind of something that we could both do that still had adventure. Um, So we went to the Land Run the first time in 2017. Wide-eyed, had no idea what I was in for. I'd heard it was rough. It was game-changing for me. Um, I met people I'd only seen on Facebook and social media. I got to be part of it. Bobby's speech was awe-inspiring. And we went out and we rode. And when I got done, I told my husband on the ride home, I want to help other people lead lead an active lifestyle, be healthy, and ride bikes. I can't do it on my own. I've only ridden salsa cycles, so I sent a note to Mike Reamer. I said, Mike, I want you to help me help you. Oh, my goodness. So that kind of started the whole ball rolling. We did Dirty Kanza after that. We did Dairy Roubaix at home. And I just kept telling Mike, 
Mike, I want to help other women find bikes. Mm-hmm. Well, what was your first bike that you were starting on? I started on a Bear Grease. Okay. Actually, I started on a Trek, and then we bought a Mucklock. Oh, okay. And we went to the bike shop, and they had a Bear Grease. They said, try it out. Well, the Mucklock found a new home. <laughs> Bear Grease for the win! <laughs> yep. Yes! Yep. And the Bear Grease came home with us, and that's Greasy. And I rode Greasy on the Matahe. I rode him on all the single track. I didn't know any different. We went to Moab, Utah with six months of experience under our belt. Oh, wow. Billy at Poison Spiders, like you have. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we rode Sedona. We did White Rim on it. And then we bought a Spearfish for the single track and then the Cutthroats. Nice. For gravel. Yes. And the land run is in Stillwater, Oklahoma. So you can actually say, you could get a t shirt and say, Still, my life changed. On a bicycle in Stillwater, Oklahoma. We could write a country song later. We could. We could. Drink enough beer. <laughs> so, one of the things that like just blew my mind when I got to meet you on the internet was your talent as a photographer. And I know that, that did you show Mike, any, Mike Reamer any of your photos? Because he's a big photographer, too. Um, specifically, no. Yeah. Um, we sent a lot of pictures in, and that was one of the things I kept telling Mike is I'm visible on social media. And and good photography, good crisp photography thank that's you. lit well, you know, is thank like, you. yes, thank you, the pixels. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Know. For 25 years, that's all. it's all I've ever done is take pictures. Um, we traveled throughout the United States about 40 weeks a year, and actually a lot of what I learned on the road doing that applies to biking. You pick a line, you write it, whether it's good or bad. Sometimes it goes well, sometimes it does not so well. But um, So this is a full-time job, traveling and biking? and Well, my full-time job is at home taking pictures of families and newborns. Oh, okay. And then we get to bike on the side. Oh, nice. And, and you do don't you do live? the travel with the equine photo photography? Because she took, took pictures what? of... Horses in dressage and, and jumping horses and... Actually, I just do quarter horses and paints. There you go. And we do, we used to do 40 weeks a year. We do two shows a year now. Shows you know that I'm all about the elephants. <laughs> <laughs> dressage my ass, go that. <laughs> but I know a fancy, a fancy word here and there. <laughs> so, how do you feel you fit into, the, into Salsa's concept of adventure by bike. Another question from our friend Adam Blake. I think I fit right into adventure by bike. Um, I think it's a different adventure than the elite athletes that Salsa has, but it doesn't make it any less of an adventure. When I was riding in the races like Land Run and Dirty Kanza, I think there's some great adventures happening in that back third pack. Um, just because you're not the winner doesn't mean at the end of the day you didn't have a great adventure and you didn't have a great race. We also bike pack with our family, so we add that adventure to the whole scheme of it. Um, biking has changed our lives, and I think that we do have all kinds of adventures. They're just different than what some people perceive a salsa athlete would have for an adventure. doesn't make any less of one, just different. There are days when uh, I'm out, I was out in uh, Arkansas, and I've been checking out some of their Imba Epic Trails and sometimes I find myself on these trails that are like 50 miles long, you know, and it's an all-day ride. And I just keep thinking to myself, this is so epic. This is so epic. This is, like, this is why I live. Like, this is what I live for. Yep. This is so amazing. And I had done this uh, challenge, 
And, you know, it wasn't a race or anything. It was just a challenge. So I actually had a chance to just ride around with a lot of people. And it is such an adventure. It's so fun. And everybody's chit-chatting. And one of the things they did is they stopped at the top of this tower. And they had an aid station there. And they were they were cooking up burgers, drinking beers. They had music playing. It was like a dance party. And the bikes <laughs> were sitting on the side. And I was like, wow, what? Is this? this is amazing. And we're in the middle of the woods, just like at the top of this mountain. Oh. Like just partying up, it was, it was it was such an adventure, and you just wanted to do it all day long. You didn't care. You're dirty and you're wet. You're falling down in creeks. Yeah, you don't. It care. doesn't matter. No, all of that matter. leaves, and I think that's what biking has brought to me. I can have the worst day in the office, and I can go out and get on my bike and only ride ten miles maybe from where I started, but I can literally feel it leave. And single track is my nothing box. Doesn't matter if I'm on my fat bike when I do it. Doesn't matter if I'm on my spearfish. It's my nothing box. I can't think about anything other than what's right in front of me. Doesn't matter what mm-hmm. kid didn't have practice tonight. Doesn't matter what bill isn't paid. Mm-hmm. It's it's just there. And I think that that's part of our adventure. You know, like you, I rode out in Utah and I've smiled literally for 10 hours that day because it's just, you stop and you go, wow, I'm really here. I'm really in this immense horizon of a place and i'm standing here with my bike and when you're either walking or biking and you're not in a car to me on the white rim trail it's a totally different experience because you're small and you realize how small you really are so yeah i i totally get that when i i I take a lot of road trips to get to new trails and i call it new trail day and something happens to be about like 20 minutes like when i see that i'm only 20 minutes out to be able to ride a new trail like my hair sit you know the hairs on my arms stand on end like I can already feel the adrenaline pumping and I'm sitting there permagrinning like I'm like a little kid yep about to get to go play with my buddies or something it's like oh my god I'm gonna this is gonna be such an epic day yep Um, (laughs) we did the Matahe 150 we did it over a six-day stage race they had not had anyone do that previously and so they contacted us and I said yeah I'd love to do it and we'll pimp you and we'll help you and so each night we rode about 30 miles a day and then we camped in one of the campgrounds in the four national park national forest and grasslands and then the next day we'd get up ride our bikes smile all day get to the next one my husband sagged for us so we had someone doing that we started out it was 120 degrees in the buttes and when we ended it was 37 i think was the high in the last day yeah that's a beautiful trail (laughs) it is that's just an incredible place so what's it like to be a salsa-sponsored athlete? It, for me, is a literal pinch-me experience. Um, we went to Land Run was my first event. Actually, we went to a fat bike camp in Hayward in December and helped ladies who had never rode. It was aimed at novice to intermediate riders. I helped the ladies in the novice category. We uh, sent a, we had, we had a correspondent at that. Yeah. At that. Amazing experience. Yeah, it was the one on the Berkey course, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, and we did the camp beforehand with salsa. It was eye-opening to me, but I could relate to them. And for me to be able to stand in front of them, when they look at me, I'm approachable. I have a body style that matches a lot of their body styles. And they go, I can follow her. If she can do this, I can do this. Um, so it was, and I still correspond with two of the ladies in my group. One of them went out and bought a fat bike the week after she had to have a bear grease, and so she went out and bought one, and she did go back and do the tour, um, which was great. So there was someone who we got to actually physically reach out and touch, and we got her butt on a bike, and she's now riding. 
Very cool. Being a salsa sponsored athlete for me is a pinch me. I get to be with people. People can relate to me. They can come up and talk to me. It's been great. Um, I ride my bike a ton, post a bunch of pictures about it. We have a ton of elite athletes on our team. I've gotten to meet those. We got to stay in a house with Jay Peterbury and Matt Acker at Stillwater. That was pretty cool. Was his beard amazing? <laughs> <laughs> was it as amazing in person as it is in all the photos? Yeah. <laughs> it was really intimidating at first, but we came into Land Run as the first big event. Being a little, I was intimidated about it, and we left as part of the Salsa family. Nice. I can't say enough cool. great things about how they treated us. Nice. So what's your favorite part about uh, being an adventure cyclist? Finding somewhere new. Uh, we spend two weeks every summer with our children, and we go to a different national forest every summer. We spend that 14 days totally removed from human life other than our own four people. We go where there's no one around, which is getting harder to do as time goes on. But mm-hmm. we go where there's no one around. We pack up what we need. Do you we, have an RV? Nope. We take our truck. Each one gets a 55-liter dry bag. You can put as much crap as you want in it. You get a list for the boys. How old are they? 16 and 17. And if you ask them if they'd rather take a four-day vacation to Wisconsin Dells or spend two weeks with Mom and Nick out in the middle of nowhere, they'll tell you every single time in the middle of nowhere. I believe that. I, You know, I got a, a trip planned to Jamaica in October, but it's ending up on the same weekend as like a this big adventure race in Arkansas and I don't want to go to Jamaica. I just want to drive down to Arkansas and like hide in the woods for four all days of our, instead. All of our listeners just threw their beer at the radio. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. It's true. Daddy Leia, those are real worlds. What do they call it? New world problems? The, uh, first world. First world problems. First world yeah. problems. Yeah. That's it. That's so, Crystal, so uh, who do you think is more addicted to uh, social media, you or me? (laughs) Not me. (laughs) Dude, you post post way a lot. I do. As much as me, I think. But but for 14 days, I go away from it, and I don't miss it. Um, All right, well, that's good. So cold turkey? Yep, cold turkey. Are you you texting, like, extra hard? Are you Facebooking hard (laughs) on on the way out there? No. No. we market our photography business to social media, so for mm-hmm. that reason, I'm on it. And part of the salsa-sponsored athlete program is that you post about what you're doing. Oh, yeah. um, so I'm on yeah. it for that reason. But for my own personal reason, I could walk away tomorrow and be perfectly content. I told you. <laughs> you can <laughs> be tell me. You can be done. <laughs> All right. So I, I want to. You talked about the nothing box, and when you're done with work, you go out there and. I do that too. We actually ride in some of the same places. Um, I get to bring my dogs. That's one of the few um, you know, times I get to bring my dogs in. They're off leash and I, they can do something really cool. And you have a trail dog, a shy trail dog. I met in the shop last week. <laughs> I do. Or shy in the shop, anyways. She, her name is Maggie. Maggie is a standard poodle, which most people have negative connotations about. But Maggie's a standard poodle. She wants to be really social, but as you saw, she's not. <laughs> well, and people don't typically think of a poodle as a trail dog. No, but it's a hunting dog, man. It is, and yeah. she Water she dog. would hunt. Um, she rides with me not on gravel, but when we go on single track, she'll ride with me ten to fifteen miles, very simply. 
Um, she has a liver disease. So our vet asked the other day, he goes, well, how many miles are you riding with her a week? I'm like, she does 50 miles a week about. Five zero. Yeah, the vet's ball <laughs> Damn, that's more than Spinner does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the poodle's getting in more ride time than you, dude. Yeah, and well, my dogs are going to be jealous so my dogs don't listen to this, but yeah, because now we just... Uh, <laughs> How did this, how did this, you were supposed to interject this, these color commentary and like, be like, you got, you got, I guess, I got, you know, <laughs> nice backfired on you, bro. I thought we were friends. Anyways, <laughs> so didn't you up? say she's too fast for friends? Yeah, she is too fast for friends, obviously. <laughs> and that's why we're going to let her get away with that comment. But you're buying nachos, so. Yeah. Nachos. So what's with up with your that money? couch? There's that couch salsa puts in the road. What's up with that? That couch is a. To me, the best marketing thing salsa might have ever done. It's a chaise lounge, yeah, man. Chase, Everybody chase. has posted pictures of themselves on that damn couch. I know. Everybody, they're all over. I was like, what is this? There's, oh, there was a race this weekend? Oh. <laughs> oh couch there, there must have been because everybody's sitting on a couch yeah. Yeah. Isn't there in the middle of the about, road. You know, like, shouldn't they be putting that clear vinyl stuff on there? You guys get pretty dirty. <laughs> no, it's always a nice one. <laughs> it is. It's like a velvet. Red so velveteen. Year, yes. This year, I think it was mile 82 or 83, about mile 75, I think. I biffed it in a mud puddle. And Ooh. I mean, I biffed it in the mud puddle from head to toe Teeth, a yeah. whole shot. <laughs> you swallowed some mud. Oh yeah, uh-huh. I stunk like mud. I my, saw those pictures, man. Yeah, my bike. It was an epic wreck. Anyway, <laughs> I came to the Oasis, which is a half a mile further, I think. And the guys at the Oasis have been drinking tequila all day, and I was pretty <laughs> deep in the race, and it was been sunny. <laughs> they were a little drunk. Yeah. <laughs> these salsa guys? No, these oh, Surly, were. Surly was other yeah. I don't know. Who. <laughs> <laughs> Other people drink tequila, man. <laughs> I, they were I like, try not to, but. go sit on the chase. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wrecked my shifter, so I had a single speed with no brakes. Um, we walked and rode very slowly, literally could walk faster than I could ride to the chase, and I sat down on it, and amazingly enough, maybe I was the dirtiest person, but when I got up, there was no tracks. So oh, really? They changed it this year. It is gold-colored. Okay. I don't know if there's a different one for every race, but it is Salsa's Chase Lounge, right? It is. Okay. It is. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I just saw it. I'm like, what's going on with Do that? Do they have more than one? Can it fly? <laughs> no, it rides in a big red van. <laughs> do they do they rent it out for the weekend? I assume they just go to whatever town the race is in and go to the second hand store, see if they can find one and bring just it walk out. into the next the first Victorian house yeah. that they find. <laughs> Steal that off the Everyone has one. It's yeah. the chaise yeah. or the love seat. All right. So your whole family rides and uh you travel all over and you take vacation. Do you want to give them a shout out? Do you want to be like, yo. So last, yeah. Hey, Dan, Brett, and Nick. Last year I went to DK alone. This year the four of us are right. Well, everyone rode at DK last year, but they all rode. I rode the 100 and Dan rode the 100, of which he was one of the youngest people to finish last year at 16. Nice. Um, this year all four of us are going to ride the 100. Wow, cool. So, yep. They're- and where's vacation this year? We what? are headed back to the UP. Oh, yeah? Uh, we are going to finish up at the Crusher. Mm. I knew you were doing something. Okay, so I'm doing the Crusher. You're doing the long one? Going to try. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, man, wow. if I'm going to jump into endurance, I'm going to go. I'm going to just dive right in. Yeah. 235 miles in 36 right. hours. I think we're going to ride that same route as a bikepacking experience mm-hmm. um, the week before. But okay, you let me know how it is. I will. 
because I'm going to have to get it done in two days. Here we are, Leah. <laughs> Look out for yeah. this one. Yeah. <laughs> what is that, 200? They, I, they're so funny up in the UP. They call it, everything they do is it's enhanced. So it's like a gravel. Uh, it's enhanced? It, it, yeah, it's a, it's a gravel. <laughs> it's, it's supposed enhanced. to be a gravel bike race, but it's an enhanced gravel bike race, which means like there's single track. I mean, you need a dropper post. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And they're, we're going from uh, Copper Harbor to Marquette. Yes. Oh, Todd's. Okay. So beautiful. Yeah. So okay. beautiful. Yeah. I heard Can't people wait. say they'll never ride in UP without a dropper post again, just because of the stuff that happens up there. And yeah. I think they're serious. It's true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all true. So you guys are both doing that. Cool. Yep. That's awesome. So no Iceland? Um. We are talking about going to Rift the weekend after. Oh my gosh! Wow, airline shut down. I want so your, your life. Just got a lot more expensive. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. No, oh. I did not see that. But that's this, but this is this is in uh, what, what? July. It's in July. Yep, it's my husband's sixty fifth weekend birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of a better way to celebrate it than in Iceland. So far, we've not exchanged any monies with anyone to do it. I did have a long talk with Matt at Stillwater. They are taking a group from Grand Rapids and going. Actually, a fairly large group. We've talked about getting a group from this area and going. Um, looks extreme. That does look enhanced. Yeah. <laughs> Got to talk to Uncle Mike, see if he can get you over there. <laughs> well, it's not a salsa-sponsored event, but Matt Acker's going. Of, so, yeah. But all the cool people are going. Yes, there's a lot of cool people going. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Do you have any other questions for this young lady before we... Do you have any other sponsors that you wanted to uh, give a shout out to before we? I do say not. Um, I've taken a job with Bora Teamwork as oh, a cool. sales rep. Okay, oh, um, nice. that's been really cool. But otherwise, no. I dig their stuff. They got good kits. They do. Yeah. They do really. Yeah, buddy. Kits. They take. They make them for the big bone men too. <laughs> they do. They fit all sizes. Yeah. <laughs> Fluffier people, as I call us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what are we going to talk about next? We're actually going to uh, we're going to talk about Arkansas and Texas. You two just jet setting your bicycles all over the country, riding mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah. So, uh, are you going to stay for that, Crystal? I think I'm going to step out. All right. Well, well thank you for coming in. Yeah, it was thanks. really great having you. Thank good you for having me. Yeah. So every spring, I uh, take off out of Wisconsin to try and find some some dry dirt. Because we don't have any. We're stuck in the freeze-thaw zone right now, and I'm not... Until about now. We used to go down to the Ozarks. (laughs) (laughs) I got got a story about that some other time, and we won't talk about it today. But But we're talking about Arkansas? Well... Or Texas? I went to both. (laughs) So we drive down to the Austin area in Texas, because in Texas, it's going to be sunny, it's going to be 80 degrees, and it's going to be dry. 80? Yeah, it was 80 and sunny all week. When'd you go? It was wonderful. This this week, I just got back yesterday. Oh shit! I thought they're bitching about like forties right now. Uh, maybe that happened today, but not when I was the there. Sunshine <laughs> left. The sunshine left. Uh, so it's always fun to take that spring break, get out of here, and and find some dirt, especially when you get your brand new bike. I got a uh, new S Works Epic Specialized Full Suspension Brain in the front and the rear. Ooh. With the Hydra hubs and the i nine wheels, so this thing is fast. Nice. Finally got to test her. What's test the wheel size? Out. What's the wheel size? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Okay. Twenty nine wow. by. So there's actual brains in the hubs. Yeah, brains their brains are the smarter than me. I don't have to do anything. They know what disc brakes are and how to use. Yeah, them. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, so I got to test out my new new bike down there, and I like to I like Texas because I like all the the rocks and the features that they have. It, it keeps you uh, focused on the trail and and really lets you see what a bike can handle. Um, it's desert, right? Desert. Yeah, it's it's pretty dry, but down there, a lot of their trails are on people's ranches. Mm-hmm. So these people just have a ton of land, and they're, they a lot of times I'll be riding, and there'll be a Texas Longhorn right on the trail. I'm like, oh, Ooh. excuse me, sir. <laughs> I'd like to get by now. Uh-huh. It so kind of sucks when there's a lot of cow manure, though. On yeah, trails. you got to dodge the cow manure, uh, the rocks, and all. All these ranches sound very similar. Like there's Rocky Hill Ranch, Flat Rock Ranch, Flat Creek Ranch, Buff- Buffalo Creek Ranch. Oh my! So these are all outside of Austin. Yeah, and they're private. Yeah, and so you pay like ten bucks, and they, and you know, it's kind of like a donation. And then, you know, they have a restroom and a shower there usually for you. And it's on it's on people's land, and they just take really good care of it. And they're usually about 7 to 15-mile loops. So you're not getting the huge epic rides like you are in Arkansas where you're putting down a 50-mile day and not touching the same trail, but you're doing loops. And the rock features are just so much fun. And when I say I like rocks, I like rocks that are firmly embedded into the ground. Oh, so you can ride them. So you can ride them. (laughs) Um, Whereas in Arkansas, a lot of their rocks are loose yes so it can make it really sketchy mm-hmm. um but so yeah there's a lot of really great places to go and well yeah I, I gotta know about this because i'm going down friday to scout for single speed usa which is going to be in austin and we talked about you know some open stuff but we might just rent one of these places and see if we can have like one of these ranches for the weekend yeah and 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 so they're they have a race series, right, an XC race series. They also have an endurance series, and those are located at a lot of these ranches. So that's what you do. You would rent their ranch, and you, you know, you'd know, you be able to have your event there. Uh, Revley Peak Ranch does that all the time. Okay. Um, not only do they have mountain biking events, but they'll have, the, like, the Spartan races. They'll do weddings there. There's camping. So that's what we're looking for, one of the camping. Did you ride... Lance Armstrong's ranch. Yeah, so that... You did ride that? Yeah, that's uh, Flat Creek Ranch, and that sucker is hard as hell. Really? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, if you want to see what you're really made of, you go there, and it is just going to beat the shit out of you. Did you guys talk about your nose spray? The what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you thought you had hey, Lance. <laughs> One doper for... Hey, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> we got something here. Flat Creek to- Ranch is Lance's private. Okay, so... And... Uh, I mean, it, it it isn't anymore, but oh, it it was. Oh, okay. I thought he still owned one. I thought he yeah, still. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. No, but they have a ton of events going down there. So I actually jump in to a race. You raced? Yeah, they're because they're yeah they're in the middle of their race series, right? Okay. They theirs ends in May, you know, and mine starts in in May because it gets so hot. Right. So we kind of just pop in one over at this uh, place called uh, Flat Rock. Uh, ranch uh, put on by Storm Cycles down there, and that's a that's a fun one. And these courses are just, God, you can rip. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then on the way back, uh, we stopped into Arkansas to do a little bit of riding. Okay. So it splits up the drive a little bit. It's about halfway. Yeah, it's about eight hours from Austin, and then ten hours back to Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, I looked at that for 
I think I probably will do that too. I'll probably stop there. But um, and you went to Arkansas, right? And I went to week? Arkansas. Yes. So where did you ride? Um, well, we stayed in Fayetteville because that's where the university is and that's where the cool bars were. And then we drove about 35 minutes, um, to back 40 in Slaughter Pen. Did mm-hmm. you ride those? Yep. Yeah. Um, we figured it was safer to walk to the bars than drive. <laughs> so <laughs> we stay, we stay where the bars are cool. And then we, when we ride, but yeah, it was, um, you know, I think I saw Chad actually working while I was down there. Chad Landowski that we had in the show um, last You just year. roosted him with some gravel yeah. as you rode by. No, nah, he was putting a new engine in a skid steer or something, oh. or a, a mini-X. But, um, I yeah. see his post constantly of the work that he's doing down there. It's never-ending. Right. And, yeah, I mean, and riding the stuff. And I remember seeing some of the pictures of, like, he, where he was armoring a trail, um, you know, like putting in – climbs of rocks and then burying it with gravel and riding those and being like oh that's cool now i understand why that's <laughs> why that's something that you build um yeah i mean i don't even know how much we rode but um four or five hours each day um it was great and and the place was cool and i was worried about it being a little bit wet because it was late march but um it was dry for you during the week. It didn't rain till Saturday. Right. And some and of the low spots had a little bit, but not bad. Nobody told you you had a pretty mouth or... No, that's a different story. This one got <laughs> lost. The Wachita, Wachita Mountains? The, the Wachita. 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 Yeah. It's spelled like O-U-C-H. O-U-A-C-H-I-T-A. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if you guys haven't been to Arkansas, uh, it's absolutely a must go place i mean in Mm. fact if i could move down there right now i would i looked at jobs down there i mean (laughs) when i got back they have like four imba epics yeah in arkansas and three of them are within half an hour of each other Mm -hmm. and it's a hotbed for magic crystals did you notice all the crystals in the rocks down there, man? <laughs> you're taking that. Uh, you're not taking. I just, that I just say this stuff to piss. I have no idea what the fuck off. he's talking about, but uh, apparently, if you put rocks in sunlight and moonlight, they give you special powers. Like Gomez is not taking the zero point zero zero CBD. Oil. Yeah, yeah. In <laughs> fact, in in fact, he's he's had the probably the one point one. Maybe half an hour yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. I, know, but I, 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 I mean, got I here am- right at 420. I was amazed <laughs> at uh, how many people were out. Like, even, like, when you have, like, a trail system up here, um, you know, like, a few bikes or a few cars in the parking lot. But the parking lot was full. There was full hikers, bikes. bikers. There was clinics going on on Sundays. You know, it was, like, uh, just the amount of people using that trail. I mean, they t- they're totally getting their money's worth from putting that stuff in. I mean, it was gorgeous everywhere. Oh, yeah, the the back 40, I realized, the reason they call it the back 40 is it's basically going through people's backyards. It is, it's, and it's 40 miles of it, it, I think. And it's, and it's like, epic. Yeah. Like, it's real riding. It's amazing. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's amazing when you go someplace that actually has topography and actual exposed rock. It's such a, it's such a refreshing, it's something you see in the magazines a lot, and we don't get a lot here. Right. You know, we, we have a lot of dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's know. only ten hours away. Like it's not far. It's a day it's drive. Not a bad trip. Yeah, yeah. Even even for a weekend trip, and there are so many amazing. You know, when I'm out there for five hours, all I can think of is this is so epic. This is so epic. This is so epic. Mm-hmm. So and when I'll, you go to Arkansas, I'm setting my nav. What what's the town I want to shoot for? Where do I want to stay? Well, if you I, start if in I Bentonville. Stay, forget about forget about the the going to the college bars. 
This is me talking. You start in Bentonville. Yeah. And in Benville, you've got Slaughter Pen, which is a course that interweaves throughout the town. You're driving up a road, and instead of seeing a sidewalk to your left, you see a pump track. Mm-hmm. And to your right, there's people hitting the jump line. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the back 40, which is about a 22-mile loop through all the neighborhoods. And you cross some roads, but it's not annoying. Not at all. Um, and then about a half an hour south of there near Rogers is Hobbs. Uh, which is a really nice flowy, like a 15-mile course. And then about an hour and 15 minutes southeast, you've got the Buffalo Headwaters, which is going to be a huge, epic-type like ride where you can get four or five hours in Right, and an epic paddling place, too. My buddy Squirrel from from Des Moines, shout-out to Squirrel, he headed up on his social this week yeah they so just came back from there. so if you're staying in bentonville you can hit all these there's kessler mountain and because of walmart and all the money that they're putting into it they're continually growing trails so by the time you get there there's going to be even more new, new now, trails. i'm leaving right from here <laughs> I, like, I wish I, I'll go with you. I'm, can you pack me in the back? I, I, you, I got, I got room for three more. I'm like, is it okay if I retire at forty and just like get, get a shack in the middle of Arkansas? But yeah, and I would say, I think you're one, asking the two wrong guys. One of the reasons, <laughs> should we call? Should we get Ryan on the line? I can Bluetooth my phone right in. Well, uh, Bentonville is a little more expensive, and I think that's part of the reason that we stayed in Fayetteville. Fayetteville too is because um, um, it's a little less expensive being in College Town. Um, I think that the Airbnb. Now you're changing like your story, though, dude. Well, well and Bentonville is growing. <laughs> Bentonville is growing, absolutely. Yeah. So Bentonville's a little more resorty. Not resorty, but just um, okay. I go, so during I go the for resorty. during the week, it's packed with people because of the Walmart workers. Oh, yeah. And then on the weekends, they go, you know, drive home to where they live. They put so there's the a closet. ton of traffic during the week, right? And then, but a lot of the people aren't actually huh. living in Bentonville, but it's gotcha. packed. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, but they're cool. so cycle centric down there. Know? the The trailhead was like two blocks from the original Walton store on the main square, right? Yeah. Did you see that thing? Yep. Yeah. Is there a kick ass bike shop down there? I didn't see. That. Or is there one yeah, in the, Walmart? Uh, the the peddlers. <laughs> you gotta go Walmart and buy your uh, yeah. You get your get your mongoose. <laughs> Your original swim. Yeah, I don't think a mongoose is gonna last too long on any of their trails. Oh, dude. <laughs> Patricia Jane showed me a picture of her mongoose after it was jumped once. Yeah. So, <laughs> so bad. It's not what you need there. Cracked in half. Uh, but then the other thing that you could do is you could do a long weekend down near Hot Springs, which is much farther south in Arkansas. And you've got the um, Wachita and the Lake, uh, Vista Trail. And then you've got the Wachita Trail. So they're two different systems. Mm-hmm. And the the vista will kick your ass. our one li- our one listener our one tenth of one listener in arkansas just threw his beer at the radio <laughs> it's washita well, that, that was another thing i worried about was dry counties in arkansas <laughs> yeah but, uh, we didn't run into just any. threw his shine and then <laughs> yeah. cried yeah. My shine! Mm-hmm. so we did this uh ride slash race in Odin, which has a population of 232 people. This is in Texas or Arkansas? This is in Arkansas. Okay. And it was a 60-miler, and what we did is you did the full Womble, and then you you ride on these, like, Jeep roads and some open roads to get to Wachita. Mm-hmm. 
And so we rode a portion of that, and then you're back on on road to get to the finish. So you got to ride two Imba Epics in one day. Nice. It was, yeah. in, it was incredible. And the people down there are so nice. Uh, we met the principal of the school, and what he did is he gave the gym- gymnasium to all the riders and racers so you could stay in the gymnasium if you didn't have a place to stay. Oh, wow. And it was a big fundraiser, you know, donations to the school and the trail systems and whatnot. And, uh, I mean, and then... You know, I'm chit-chatting with a bunch of people, and they're telling me about more this trail and this trail. You got Iron Mountain, and yeah. you where Marathon Nationals was, and Northwoods, and you got to hit this. It's like, oh my god, you need a month. Yeah, I think the community to do down Arkansas there has really embraced what mountain bike biking has brought to the community. I mean, not only is it you know people come ride your trails, but you know they're spending money in bars, they're getting yeah. Airbnbs, they're getting hotel rooms, they're buying food. Um, yeah, I really got the feeling down there that, um, you know, that's what they want it to be, and it's working. They like us. Yes. They welcome us. Yes. We're not an annoyance on their walking, hiking trails. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So go to Arkansas, and if you don't want to just stop there, then go to Texas. Yeah. And then stop back at Arkansas before you come back home. If you live and in Wisconsin. If you, well, you know, yeah. it's just a little <laughs> bit easier to get some dirt spring training and then going all the way to uh, Arizona. Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we typically, my group either goes to like North Carolina or we go to Colorado in the spring break mm-hmm. because that's where it's going to be dry. But now it's like we have a There's more options. drive with more trails that we're probably, I mean, Arkansas is, you know, it's going to be up there with Fruta and Moab and Grand Junction and Asheville. Right. Know? And less, yep. less elevation. You don't have to adjust when you're at your spring fitness you don't have to go to eleven thousand feet right or yeah eight thousand feet well, to uh it, my group was all single speeds and and that the climbs are built so well chad's doing a hell of a job you can, you can do <laughs> get a lot of elevation without burning your legs out yeah. down there he built everything so good i think they're not super pitchy right they'll yeah. last for a long time and you're gonna get some good elevation and you know the amount of time that you're out there but you're not dying right Right. And then you get rewarded heavily. Yes, you do. I mean, you're going down <laughs> these downhills for minutes. Yes. And they're just windy and you're flying off rocks. And you you got to get... scrub your speed a little bit because they actually built in some like doubles. And, and you need to like, if, you, if you're not comfortable being off the ground, be a little careful because. Um... Yeah. This show has a lot of like abstract, super fun bike ridey talk to it. You guys, oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys are all, all like, Bite. oh, no, I'm swooping down this stuff. I wonder if our listeners going to get that. Because I'm over here said, damn. <laughs> oh, my God. Swoopy bike ridey stuff. To <laughs> you guys have been talking about a lot about, like, you know, being in that in that empty box. Yes. Man. Yeah. I never heard that one before. but I never either. You know, living in the, I call it being in the moment. You know, but maybe that's just like wait, nineteen. We're just so excited to be on dirt. Yeah. All right. Well, don't make fun of me just because Uh I'm feeling it, man. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was, I was. You guys get the hell out of here and go get yourself some dirt and feel good. And immediately, there's a shit ton of it in Arkansas, (laughs) in Texas, in Texas. But come back. Because yeah. April 28th, we're holding the beach party up oh, in Port Washington. If you've never ridden the a beach, you need to do this. Rockin' <laughs> Beach Funduro. Two bands. Two beach rides. Maybe Pat Smaje with Gnome Foo. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Food, well, just riding beer. the beach, it, and and when we did this race last time, I think there was snow. Like it had just it was after yeah. the hundred show, yeah. Derby. and you have huge bluffs and massive houses on your left, and this wide open ocean on your well, lake on your right, and um, yeah, it's it's a cool experience. And then there's just a couple other uh, things that I'll mention here on Cinco de Mayo. They're having a beach cleanup down on the Zion Beach, um, August one through four, the Kilwaukee. Division of the Bike Black Ribbon Society is holding the bikes, a boat, and maybe a goat Kilwaukee? tour. West Alica? I thought it was West Alica. I believe the uh, the Facebook page has the nomenclature of Kilwaukee. But, uh, you know, that could change. Nice job, Dave. And there's a hazy rumor going around about Gnome Fest happening in Levis Mounds. Like, uh, I heard a rumor. August 21st to the 23rd. Mm-hmm. And then, October 18th. I know we're going way out there, but we got this really cool thing happening down in Zion where we have a hotel and convention area that is right on the beach, right in the middle of our beach ride there that is going to let us have a ballroom and if bands if we want, DJ if we want. So, beach ride, uh I don't know what it's way too far to think of, but when that's we're gonna, I've, I'm gonna call this the haunted beach bash because the the hotel that is on the beach is also super haunted. Oh, really? And uh, so that's not gonna be the name of it, though. This isn't the former mountain bike prom event, is it? Well, this is the prelim to bike prom, oh, okay. which is gonna be a year from now. I think that's probably we should probably save that for another show. But on that one, you know, you'd get your, you'd raid your closet and your wife pulls out the old uh, bridesmaids dresses and you go to Salvation Army and get a Paisley Tux and <laughs> we drink with I our, have those in my closet. With our pinkies out, et cetera. I like that. So that's all uh, we have this week. Our show has been uh, brought to you by the official bike rack of Fat Bike Radio. One up USA. Whenever I see that, I when I see a one up USA in the back of a car, I say that's a nice rack. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's a double. Honey, I like your rack. Yeah. Check us out on Instagram at fatbike.com. Till then, sweet dreams. Bitches. You replace the bitches part. <laughs> he doesn't? No. PG thirteen. Oh, that's too bad because I think I swore a couple times. I think we all. This one. (laughs) I think we all swear. We all swear. We're all supposed to swear. By the way, I'm just glad we got out of that before I had to admit Leia kicked my ass in the Berkey. That was not written in the show, and you never brought it up. (laughs) Yes, Nacho, Nacho. You just like, what what did you say? I was a sourpuss or. Uh, sour grapes. Sour grapes. Is that what I said? Uh, uh, yeah, sour grapes. Yeah, blame blame Spinner for that. That'd be good. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs>